Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 81 of the Crush the Rush podcast, and today we're chatting all about building your brand with purpose. And if you've noticed in the past couple of episodes, we've really dug into purpose and vision and mission because I truly feel that it is such an important part of your business that most people skip, especially this time of year, because you're so ready to just dig in and really start working on the details of getting to that next level. But I encourage you to pause for just a minute and really dig into your purpose, which is what we're going to talk about and share with you how to do that today. I'm so excited to have Lorraine Shushart on the show today because Lorraine and I had the chance to work together at her conference earlier this year called WED, Women for Economic Development. And she is also the founder of Prosper for Purpose, which is the brand strategy and public relations firm she launched in 2013. And the agency works with purpose-driven organizations to create a more just and sustainable world. Lorraine also works with entrepreneurs building category of one brands through her Peerless Entrepreneur Program. Before launching her agency, Lorraine worked in advertising and public relations, writing for brands including Jeep, Nabisco, Ownings, Coring, the Dana Corporation, Lazy Boy, and the American Cancer Society. And for 10 years, she led communications and PR efforts for an organized focused on social justice and service. You guys are going to love this podcast episode so much because not only does she talk to us about the importance of purpose, but the financial bottom line impact it can make and how to make sure that you share your purpose appropriately. You're definitely going to want to take notes. So let's get to the show. Hey, Lorraine, welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here, both as a fellow Ohioan, but also to talk about purpose, which is such a big, um, I think, important piece of any business. So welcome. Thanks, Holly. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thanks for the invitation. You're welcome. So I would love for you to just jump in and share a little bit about what you do, who you are. Um, and yeah, what sort of got you to the point you are at now where you're just really sharing, um, how to build a purpose-driven brand, which is what we're going to talk about. Right. Great. Sure. So, um, I always knew that I wanted to make a positive impact and, um, I got my degree in public relations and essentially there were two paths you could go you know, the corporate route, or if you wanted to really make impact, you could go work in nonprofits. So I started out my career in the nonprofit sector and really liked it. But I found myself over time jumping back and forth between nonprofit and for-profit. And I loved the um, 
the speed and the decision, powerful decision-making that at least I was experiencing in the corporate world, but I just always seem to get pulled back to the passion and the mission and the purpose of nonprofits. And um, I had a really good job that I loved in retail, leading public relations and the philanthropic footprint and then employee engagement. And I realized that um, I was I always needed that next thing. I always needed that next goal for impact and that I wasn't going to find that working for one organization. And so I did something that I'd never even considered before and started my own business. Um, I have no business. I had no business background at the time, but I just kept thinking that there was something to this idea of taking what was special about a nonprofit and applying applying it in a business situation and essentially using business to create positive impact. So I, um, I I quit my job. (laughs) I spent a month, I spent like a month and a half designing what the organization would look like. So I, um, you know, I named my agency prosper for purpose. It was supposed to start off just as really a public relations agency, also working with nonprofits to help them get their message in place so that they could raise more money. And then over time, I launched in January of 2013. And within a year, I realized that what most of these organizations were missing, whether they were for-profit or nonprofit, was they didn't have a solid brand foundation. So they would say, we're the greatest thing ever. Nobody knows about us. We need marketing. We need PR. We need, you know, all the things. But when I would start doing my research with them and talk to them and talk to members of their team, there was no consistent message. There was no purpose for most of them. They didn't know really why they were doing what they were doing other than to make money. Now, if they were nonprofit, it was, well, we're making money to do this, but they still didn't have a unifying purpose. And I just thought, oh gosh, this is what my whole agency is about. I need to backpedal and start with clients from the beginning and building their purpose foundation. Yeah, I love that story so much. And I think you and I can relate a little bit to sort of working in the fast-paced, um, sort of corporate world and then switching over to a nonprofit, um, which is also where I work now. But I would love to dig into your um, perspective of why purpose is so important to both your brand and just PR in general, because I think so many times when you're starting to build a business or you have an idea, you immediately go to income, right? Because that's yeah. going to get you sort of the freedom and like the schedule and all the things that, you know, people dream about. But I, I think purpose and mission and vision is just as important as that financial piece. And so many people skip over it. Um, so I would love your perspective on that. Sure. So um, to me, purpose is your why. So most people have seen the Simon Sinek video about start with your why. We really take that further. So purpose is why your organization exists what you're what you're striving for not in the vision way which is your basically your vision is your mission realized and this gets a little cumbersome so I'll try to clarify it yes. 
So for example, um, at Prosper for Purpose, our purpose is to help change makers tell stories that change hearts and minds and create either positive social or environmental impact. And our mission is to create those stories, right? So we're equipping those purpose-driven leaders with the stories, the copywriting, the strategy, the PR. That's what we do on a day-to-day basis. And um, our vision is to, to create a more just and sustainable world through the work that we're doing with our partners. So purpose in that case becomes your North Star that directs all your decision-making. So I see a lot of clients distracted. I'm sure you do too in your um, coaching business. Um, They're distracted by all the shiny objects. I want one of those. I want one of those. And what happens is there are great opportunities out there, but not all of them will get you closer to your purpose. And so if you can have that lens, and that's what I tell people, your purpose is your lens. It's what you're striving for. So everything you do, you can say, well, that will that help me achieve my purpose, right? And then purpose is also that touchstone. So when you have days that are going very, very badly, Um, and you're kind of like, oh, what am I doing this for? And we all have those days, right? Your purpose is that touchstone. It's like in your pocket and it's, it's like a pebble in your shoe or a pebble in your pocket that it's not causing you discomfort. It's almost like you're just always aware that it's there pushing you forward. And so, um, I always say purpose is what you're reaching for, but it's also what grounds you on a day-to-day basis, right? Um, and so for us, that's where we start with our clients. We, we get them in touch with their purpose and we explain to them from the onset that it creates the framework for their marketing. However, it's so much more you get, we, we have studies that show that, um, you have better retention of employees if they are part of a shared purpose. So when you're hiring, you can use your purpose as inspiration for some of the interview questions you ask. And when you bring people in, they, you know, the, what do we say? The hierarchy of their engagement is, you know, what's expected of me? How do I contribute to the organization overall? And my favorite story illustrating organizational purpose is a story about President Kennedy. And he was down at NASA for an inspection and and a meeting, and he came out of the men's room, and there was a janitor sweeping. And being President Kennedy, he reached out his hand and he said, "Hi, I'm Jack. Who are you?" And the custodian, the janitor, introduced himself. And President Kennedy asked, "And what do you do here?" And the janitor replied, "I'm helping put a man on the moon, sir." And oh, wow, to me, that's so motivating. It's so profound. I get goosebumps every time I I share that story because the janitor's mission was to keep NASA clean, right? He was cleaning the bathrooms. He was sweeping the halls. But his purpose was the organization's purpose. They were trying to put a man on the moon. And so here's just 
the perfect illustration of have, how an organizational purpose can engage the people who are working with you towards achieving that purpose. But you have to share it, right? You have to yeah. tell people what that purpose is and enroll them in and transfer your um, passion for that purpose onto them. Yeah, I think that's such a great story. I'm such a huge fan of telling stories to make a point. And you had me at North Star, but then I feel like the Kennedy story just like <laughs> took it next level. So um, I also, when I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast, you mentioned uh, retention and hiring, but I also, I think it was like 70 or 80% of customers who buy products will buy from a purpose-driven company other than, you know, somebody who may not have that um, visibility, but also will refer those companies. And I think for small businesses, that's so important. Have you guys experienced that as well? Absolutely. So that is the other key piece. Thank you. So um, in addition to attracting and retaining talent, there is also an increase in individuals and Gen Z is just escalating that. The millennials um, definitely propelled that way of thinking and Gen Z is um, taking it even further that they want to spend their dollars with companies whose values align with their own. So if you can share a brand purpose and you can say what you stand for, and of course, I always have to add this caveat, it has to be authentic. Right. The worst thing you can do is say you stand for something and be called out for actually doing something that contradicts that. So it always has to be authentic, but sharing your purpose actually will help your business grow. And it does that in a way that, you know, any business will focus on their ideal customer And the more clear about who you are and what you stand for, the more you will attract that customer and you'll also repel other customers. And that's okay because those aren't your people. But the nice thing is that there will be people that maybe aren't completely aligned with your purpose, but all things being equal, do I want to work with Holly or do I want to work with this person who maybe has a bigger following? although you have a very impressive following. (laughs) Um, And they're going to say, you know what? I really like what Holly stands for. I listen to her podcast. She keeps it real. She talks about purpose. I want to work with her. I want her to be my coach. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, Can you believe it's January 2021 already? Let's face it, 2020 wasn't what we all expected. So it's kind of exciting to think about what 2021 can bring, which is why I'm so excited to exclusively invite you to my brand new Crush the Rush Collective Mastermind. Listen, I know that going in alone as a business owner and entrepreneur is overwhelming, expensive, time-consuming, add in all the things. Plus, we all have busy schedules, perhaps a full-time job, and homeschooling, at least we still are, and all those goals that we set at the end of the year start to get a little fuzzy. The collective is your answer to hold yourself and your business growth accountable in 2021. What makes this mastermind different? Well, I have yet to find a mastermind that combines community, a business coach, me, business experts, which are my VIP friends that are life-changing, and here's the difference maker, 
accountability and productivity worked into the curriculum. As in, we set aside time for you not only to learn what we're teaching, but to actually do what you need to do. I know personally, accountability and productivity have been the difference maker in everything for me. And then I layered on a business coach and a community and it just took it next level, which is why I want to bring the same to all of you. I am talking about a real long-term community of humans where you can lean in for support and ask questions. Plus the collective is customized. So when you want to learn something about what is going to grow your business, we are able to pivot and change the content to match what you need. You don't need to feel alone anymore because you are given instant access to a network of like-minded women who are on the same path. All the tools you could possibly imagine for creating a solid business strategy are at your fingertips. There is no more hunting for answers through Instagram, cheap courses, downloaded freebies, or let's be honest, low ticket offers that you never finish. The community and I are going to hold your hand and hold you accountable the entire time. And because you might be asking, I am being super selective about who is in this community. So it's by invite or application only. And then it's a mix of coaching, which is me, guest experts based on the needs of the group. And then the part that I'm most excited about is the accountability. So each week there is a focus and a time when I will be available to answer questions and we can work together and stay accountable. And it's over a six-month time frame. So fingers crossed at the end, we can have an in-person retreat and take your business and who you are truly meant to be to the next level. I have tested this curriculum on over 40 plus women over the last year. Plus the industry experts I'm bringing in are what I call life changers, as in you didn't know you needed them until now and you will. I know you want to see exponential growth in 2021, and this is how you are going to do it. You want to grab a time with me ASAP to see if it's a good foot because we start in February and are already half full. Plus, if you set up a call before the end of January, you get a bonus one-on-one strategy session with me, as in we will map out your roadmap together. You don't want to wait. Grab the link in the show notes and let's chat to make sure it's a good fit for you. This opportunity is going to disappear fast. So I think you've given us some really great examples of what purpose is and sort of how to think about it a little bit differently than mission and vision. If you're sort of new to sharing this, do you have any tips for how to just incorporate it into everyday messaging, branding? Like, where do you start? Yeah. So, (laughs) excuse me. I think it starts with your origin story. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, your origin story is the story of why you started your business. So what is your backstory that led you to start the business you did? And I started with mine today. So there's a good example. You know, it was my passion for pieces of the nonprofit world, that mission and vision, and I wanted to bring it to a business setting. Um, You know, I can tell that story several different ways at different lengths. And that is, I think, the very first step for someone to think about whether they've started the business or not, what is inspiring them, right? What was that? Usually there's a pivotal moment. Think about that pivotal moment, that you that light bulb went off and and you thought oh i could start a business to do this right this is the impact that i want to have 
And I think that's where it starts. And that origin story can be used so many places. Um, It can be used in the about page on your website. It can be condensed into anytime you're doing something and someone says, hey, do you have a bio? You can do a short version of that there. People want you to share your purpose. It's not just enough to have it, but how are you sharing it? You can also share that through emails, right? So someone signs up for your email list and you get that welcome email and say, over the next couple of days, I'm going to share a few things about me and my business. And you can, you know, drip those out to them, send one a day or one a week, whatever you um, decide, because you know, people do business with people unless you're talking about what soda am I buying at the grocery right. store, right? You know, so, that can be personalized, right? It can be. It can be. Like I'm a I'm a huge um, Coke fan, and so um, you know, I'll go to a restaurant. Well, when when we used to go to restaurants, and um, I like diet, and so I'll say, "Do you have diet Coke?" And if they say we have diet Pepsi, I'll usually order iced tea because. I love Coke. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it goes back to um, to the, the ads when I was a little girl or something like that. that. Yeah, those resonate like with polar you. bear ads. Like it's the yeah. story that draws you in. You're like, oh, I need to drink some of that over the winter. Yeah, yeah. There are. It's all about stories, right? And so, if you can thread your purpose through your stories and share it in a very vulnerable and authentic way, people respond to that, right? They, they want to know what drives you. And so, um, you know, I tell my clients, it starts with purpose and it's not just enough that you know it and share it internally, but you have to share it externally. Yeah, I love that. So if you're thinking about, okay, like maybe I need to, you know, ramp up my email to include more purpose or more storytelling, which I love. Uh, But maybe you're nervous to be vulnerable or to share your background. Do you have any tips around that to sort of take that first step? Yeah, I would say start by maybe talking to a friend. And maybe it's a spouse or a friend that you know that you're comfortable with and tell it once and have them give you feedback and just listen to you. And when you're telling the story, so this is interesting. So this is based in psychology, right? Um, And that's the great thing about what I do too. So much of it is based in psychology and I, I, I love that. So what we know is if you have a story that you are hesitant to share, whether you're shy whether you feel really vulnerable sharing this story, the best thing you can do is share it over and over and over again. And if the person that is sitting across from you can listen without giving you, you know, almost listening very calmly, but somewhat detached without giving you a lot of, you know, responses that might be shock, might be sadness, all of that, you get more engrossed with the telling of the story. And over time, that story loses its power to make you feel so vulnerable. Yeah. I actually think you also get better at telling the story, right? So I think that with this podcast or I've 
been on a lot of podcasts as well. And you always do that like intro story. And if you go back and listen to podcasts that I did like a year ago, it's the same story, but it sort of just evolves uh, based on practicing. So I think that's a really great um, tip. Anything else around a purpose-driven brand that you think might be important to share? Um, I think just always keeping your purpose front and center. I think remembering that your purpose is to help you steer yourself in the direction that your life is for, right? And so purpose is really, why are you here? What is the impact that only you can make in the world? And, and as you're moving forward with that, especially to your listeners that might be thinking about starting a business, don't copy anyone else. Every market is saturated, but your purpose is one of your differentiating factors. And if you can share that vulnerably and authentically, you're, you're going to help distinguish yourself and you're, gonna, you're going to be more successful at attracting your, your ideal clients or customers. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Um, because I think so often, especially in social media, when you're trying to share authentically and you look what other people are doing, you start to get into that compare mode. But I would say people obviously want to see you. They don't want to see a copy, um, of someone else. So thank you so much. This has been really, really insightful. And I still think the Kennedy story that you told at the beginning is like, (laughs) like, I feel like that's going to be on my wall now to remember, um, so at the end of every podcast, I always ask a couple of questions because I think it's so insightful to understand how different businesses work. But I'd love to know, what is your current morning routine? Okay, so my morning routine is um, I go down and I get coffee and I talk for just a couple of minutes to my husband and then I need quiet time. So I'm that person. I am a morning person mentally where I want to read, I want to write, I want to be in my head and clear out whatever's coming up for me before I can really engage in conversation. And so um, I love to write if I have any writing to do, either for work or even personally, I go through phases where I do the three pages of writing in the morning. But that's what I love to do. Or if I'm on holiday and I have a good book, I'll grab my coffee and go read for 30 minutes or so. And then I'm ready to start my day. And the funny thing is I have been like this all of my adult life. I started drinking coffee like in high school, I think (laughs) not every day, but you know, enough. And now it's, that's my routine and it's, it's just very comforting. Yeah. I love that. What is one resource that's helped you the most on your journey? I would say coaching. So I don't know if you consider that a resource or not, but um, I have had a coach for every phase of my business. And um, the coaches that I've had have been very different because I believe you need different things at different phases of your career. So my initial coach was around mindset and how to, um, he was a Myers-Briggs specialist. He was certified in that. And he worked with me around my personality type and told me, you know, like the kind of people I should be thinking about hiring to help balance out my team. Really, really great. 
And then um, as I did grow and had a team, there were four of us and um, we still have a four person core team and it's been almost eight years in business. But as we started growing, then I started learning um, more about automation and digital and um, was working with a coach in that space. And so I think it's really important to look at where your strengths are. And we know um, as new entrepreneurs, 80% of your time should be spent in sales and marketing. And if you're not comfortable in that space, then that's probably the first coach you need to get. You and I are both very comfortable in that space. So we'd probably be, you know, we'd be looking elsewhere. But I think it's really important to understand um, your own strengths and weaknesses and, and get help from the beginning. Yeah, that is such a great tip. And so the last question is kind of fun. Uh, what was the last thing you purchased on Amazon? Um, the last thing I purchased on Amazon was a fun book to read over the holiday. It's Matt Haig's The Midnight Library, and I couldn't wait to read it. So I sat down on Sunday and just read the whole darn thing. Oh my gosh. I and it was pay money to be able to read a full book on a weekend. <laughs> I never do that, but I did it. I just really wanted to get through the book and it was really good. So it was a little gift for myself to, because when I'm in a really good book, it does pull me away from things. And I thought, I know myself as soon as Christmas is over, I do love my work. I'm going to be diving back in. I want to have something where after the holiday, I feel like I did something for me. So that's what I did. I bought myself a book and now I read it. (laughs) That's great advice in itself is to just slow down and do something for yourself because then it sort of opens up the opportunity to grow. Um, even more. So thank you so much. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, what you're up to and sort of. Yeah. So I have two sides to my business. One is the PR branding agency. So we say we're the brand strategists and storytellers for purpose-driven brands. And so um, from that agency perspective, we do um, branding, public relations, business growth type things. Basically, um, all my mistakes fixed. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then I started a program during COVID because um, I, I believe if if one person says you should do something, that's you know that's nice. If two, three, four people start telling you you should do something, yeah. that may be the market saying you need to listen. So I actually started a mentoring program. I don't consider it coaching per se, but I'm teaching and consulting. And the program's called the Peerless Entrepreneur. So we use the power of purpose and public relations to help people who don't have marketing as part of their zone of genius really um, create programs for their businesses that enable them to scale. Yeah, I love that. And we'll put all of Lorraine's links in the show notes so you can go check it out. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Oh my gosh, Holly, it was so great to connect with you again and spend time with you. I love it. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 